the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, the Memorial Day weekend is behind us. Hope you had an awesome weekend. Hope you took time to pause, give thanks for the freedoms and liberty that we enjoy in our country and the price that was paid, the ultimate price, by those who gave their lives uh, to earn and preserve that freedom. Uh, We will discuss the latest news of the day today with our listeners in the Answer Network, 94.5 Dayton, 98.9 Columbus. Glad to have you along. And we will... Ponder where we are headed this summer. Uh, Airline tickets are up 45%. Gas prices continue to hover well above $4 per gallon, perhaps on their way to north of $5 per gallon, uh, maybe even to $6 per gallon. Uh, A White House official today, uh, who I had never heard of before, but, uh, well, he's gotten the talking points. His name is Brian Deese, the National Economic Council Director, Uh, was blaming gas prices on Vladimir Putin. So I took him at his word and matched up what gas prices were per gallon to the dates of various things that have occurred in Ukraine as far as Russian troops amassing on the border, withdrawing from the border, amassing again, and then invading. And we'll give you that breakdown, and you can judge for yourself whether this White House is being truthful with you, as I say all the time. When people lie to you, there's really only one reason. I mean, you can trace it back and say that uh, the lies are told to inspire fear or to inspire compliance. But basically, the reason people lie to you is because they can't tell you the truth. It's not that they're incapable of telling you the truth. It's just that the truth is inconvenient. The truth does not make their case, and so they have to lie. And so we will give you the numbers, and you can see clearly uh, what lies are being told. It's not a lie that murder rates go up when the temperature goes up, literally and figuratively, because when the temperature is higher outside and the summer hours uh, give us daylight until 9.15-ish p.m., more people are out when more people are out. More people interact. When more people interact, more people get into confrontation. And when people get into confrontation, uh, people sadly end up dead. Uh, It was a violent weekend in Columbus, and the weekend did not give us great weather all weekend. Started cloudy, overcast. And still, seven people were killed in Franklin County over the Memorial Day holiday weekend. So while we were at 50 homicides in the city of Columbus before the weekend began, well behind the record pace of 2020 and 2021, I've said all along, a long, hot summer 
could bring a long, violent summer. We already had a guy killed today. The reports are sketchy. I want more detail. But at 4.20 this morning, on the west side of town, kind of, sort of, 270 and I-70 area, not super close to, but within decent range of the Hollywood Casino, a man was breaking into a car. He was confronted by, presumably, the man whose car it was. A scuffle ensued, shots were fired, and the man breaking into the car is dead. He's 39 years old, and his name is Joshua Moyer. So his name has been published in various online news accounts, so I certainly assume his family, if he has one, has been notified. But this, to me, feels like Maybe the person who was being victimized knew the person because I don't know what happens when you confront somebody. Maybe the perpetrator pulled a gun. Don't know, as I said, but at least it appears not that you want anyone to die in gun in a gun exchange, gunfire exchange. But it appears that at least the right one died here. The person who was trying to break into the car Sunday. Wow. Violent day Sunday. We had a 21 year old man. Notice the ages. Life's all ahead of them, but not anymore. 21-year-old man on a porch, shot, multiple gunshot wounds, Milo Grogan neighborhood. They head down to a nearby house and find another guy shot, and he's dead. Sunday night, man found dead on the state house lawn, shot to death. South Linden, 62-year-old Shot and killed, 3 p.m. Monday, middle of Reynoldsburg. Middle of the day, nice day, beautiful day. Monday in Reynoldsburg, drive-by shooting. 42-year-old male victim, outside, multiple gunshot wounds, dead. So, and then it looks like we have a, uh, this will surprise me if it's not a murder-suicide, double homicide, uh, 300 block Idlewood Place around midnight. On Monday, So it's getting more violent, it's getting hotter, the days are getting longer. And what is not diminished at all is people's desperation. We are in the middle now of a conversation. It's not really a conversation. We're in the middle of shouting. That's all we are. Some people are shouting on the right, some people are shouting on the left. The people on the left are shouting, take the guns away. The people on the right are shouting, no, hands off my guns. So there is no conversation. We're talking over each other, we're not talking to each other. Uh, I do not advocate taking guns away. First of all, it's not doable if you make an effort to take guns away. That's why gun sales always go up when a Democrat is elected, because people presume that there's going to be an effort undertaken to encroach upon the Second Amendment. We have more guns in this country than we have people. You're not going to get rid of the guns in this country because law-abiding citizens are never going to agree to that because there are too many people who are not law-abiding citizens in the country. And I also hear conversations, and this is certainly understandably and largely related to the Texas school shooting in Uvalde, to see what we can do to stop these kinds of things from happening again. Joe Biden says an assault weapons ban would help these things not happen again, which is an interesting suggestion, given that 
the template for all school shootings was Columbine, and Columbine happened during the assault weapons ban. Joe Biden conveniently forgets that fact. He also conveniently forgets that government studies have shown that there was no appreciable impact on shootings during his assault weapons ban. But, I mean, I guess if I spent four decades in the Senate and then nearly a decade as vice president, and now I'm in my second year as president, and the only thing I'd ever accomplished legislatively was an assault weapons ban, I suppose I would trumpet it too. But it's not going to make any difference. It's just not. And I heard this morning Hugh Hewitt having this conversation on his um, morning show here on The Answer. And he was putting forth a viewpoint that I have heard put forth by many, that we need red flag laws. We need more adherence to red flag laws. The shooter in Buffalo, deranged, racist, 18-year-old white kid. The shooter in Uvalde, Texas, a clearly mentally disturbed Hispanic kid, 18 years old. Both had exhibited behavior that should have alerted and alarmed people around them. Ergo, okay, this happened. These characteristics are common to that happening. If we do something to identify people with those characteristics, then that will never happen again. You're okay when you say that happened. It's factual. Sure, nobody can dispute it. You're okay to say these characteristics apply to the person who did it. Also true in these cases, both young men clearly mentally disturbed. But it's not true that you can say, so if those characteristics apply to anyone else, then we should put them behind bars because then that'll stop it all from happening. Because that's not necessarily true. If that were true, if other people who exhibited and displayed disturbed behavior, people wandering around outside, homeless on the street corner, babbling incoherently to you and to anyone else who goes by, they're not committing mass shootings. You know, put them behind locked doors. Say, well, make my walk to work in downtown Columbus a little bit more pleasant. I wouldn't have to worry about them coming up to me, and I understand that. But here's the problem. Who do you empower to make that decision? Who do you empower to make that decision? I don't want to empower anybody in the government to make that decision. And you say, well, then you're not serious about getting rid of school shootings. It's possible to be serious and desirous of getting rid of school shootings and not want to cede the authority for someone to put me away for voicing an opinion they don't like. To them. I was astounded when I heard Hugh say this morning, yes, yes, we need to empower the state to, you know, do more with red flag laws. No, we don't. No, we don't. No. And Hugh said, well, you know, don't give it to the federal government. Give it to the states. You want to give that power to Gavin Newsom? Want to give that power to Kathy Hochul? Want to give that power to Gretchen Whitmer? I don't even want to give it to Mike DeWine. Bad weekend on the water uh, in and around Montgomery County. Uh, two people died. 
over the weekend in a boating accident in uh, Springfield. And we also had uh, a water uh, skier uh, parish in Caesar Creek State Park. So uh, jet skier. So really um, a nasty weekend. Those are the things you don't plan for, but you know can happen when people get out on the water. Water can be a dangerous place if you mix alcohol with, uh, you know, inattention to detail or just concentrating on having a good time. But the uh, murder rate going up, skyrocketing, seven dead in Columbus over the weekend. Uh, Another shooting in Trotwood, which is a suburb of Dayton, uh, that claimed a life. Uh, These are the things that are predictable because, unfortunately, people outside more, longer days, arguments, we fix them, we resolve them by... Exaggerated means. I heard an interesting uh, statement over the weekend uh, as uh, my friends and I in church were discussing an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And as I was studying for that, uh, I always view that as kind of a mandate for punishment. You know, you do something to somebody, you're going to get it back in the same respect. But an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth was not meant as a mandate for punishment. It was meant as a limit on punishment. A limit on punishment. You can't do more to punish someone than they have done to you. And then the passage that I was studying made a very obvious statement that I had never thought about before. But it's inarguable. No one murders someone because they themselves have been murdered. It's not possible. So the murder rate skyrockets because you perceive something has been done to you that you have to exceed the penalty for that you suffered. Drug deal goes bad. Somebody double crosses you. Somebody betrays you. Somebody lies to you. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. It's not enough to do back to them what they did to you. You have to do more to them than they did to you. So... I just think that's a fascinating social phenomenon that is inarguably true, but I'd never stopped to think about it in those terms before. Uh, speaking of stopping, well, at least not stopping to think, uh, hello, 82-year-old Paul Pelosi. Yes, Mr. Pelosi is the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Paul Pelosi was driving Sunday morning his 2021 Porsche. Nice set of wheels, Paul. Isn't it kind of hard for an 82-year-old guy to scrunch himself up and get in a 2021 Porsche? I would think so. But at any rate, uh, Paul was in his Porsche, and he was, uh, well, not in control of himself. As he wrecked into a an SUV and blew in excess of California's allowed limit for his blood alcohol content. Now, Paul Pelosi um, was thought to be leaving the Pelosi's estate in Napa Valley, California. Say, wow, I didn't know how Speaker could afford an estate in Napa Valley. Years ago, more than 20. More than 20. I attended a wedding in Napa Valley, California, at a vineyard 
spectacular, spectacular scenery. Place was so opulent, so gorgeous, and I'm thinking maybe I should have run for house years ago if I could afford a place like that. Well, the Pelosi's estate is valued at more than $5 million, and it comes equipped with a vineyard, of which apparently Paul was testing the grapes uh, over the weekend. So we'll see what happens. Where was Nancy? She was not in the Porsche. She was at Brown University giving a speech. Of course she was, Ivy League. Uh, so I think the Pelosi's are doing pretty well. Next time I would say call an Uber. Call an Uber, Paul. Also over the weekend, the National Rifle Association convention taking place in the state of Texas. One of the speakers was Donald Trump. And you cannot have an NRA convention in the aftermath of a school shooting in Uvalde without expressing remorse, empathy, compassion for the victims and without referring to the victims and without doing what I think we're all trying to do is come up with a sensible, well, all of us who prize truth at least want to come up with a sensible solution. A lot of people, sadly, a lot of people, Beto O'Rourke, chief among them. Hey, hey, school shooting. Wow. I can go wag my finger in Greg Abbott's face and say that anybody could have seen this coming and maybe score a few cheap political points for myself. Hey, I'm AOC or any other member of the squad. This gives me license to start shouting about gun control. Yeah, but could you wait until the children are buried? No. I must strike now while the iron is hot. But at least those of us who would like to prevent these things from happening in a sensible fashion, realize that it is possible to treasure, prize, guard, and steward the Second Amendment and still not be a proponent of or a cheerleader for school shootings. Yes, those are not two incompatible positions. So Donald Trump was talking about school shootings, and he drew a parallel to another school shooting, And I think this is at least one of the areas where we have to focus on if we are, in fact, going to try to do something about stopping school shootings. As always, in the wake of these tragedies, the various gun control policies being pushed by the left would have done nothing to prevent the horror that took place. Absolutely nothing. Unfortunately, ever since Columbine, we've been afflicted by a contagion of school shootings carried out by deeply evil, violent, and mentally disturbed young men. That is true, inarguably true. We have not had a female school shooter. So, that seems a good place to start. Why do young men view school shootings as something that does not trigger in them a realization, wow, this is way over the line of decency toward humanity. We will explore that next on The Bruce Willis Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.